Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. You will come out of the pain. You will be experiencing multiple victories along the pathway, and you will end up exactly where Jesus wants you to be within his very best and his purpose and plan for your life. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network through which I am licensed and ordained and life-changing productions who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at christinaperera.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaperreira.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I've got an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. You guys are going to love her. She is an international speaker, author, and CEO, and she is also the wife of baseball legend Daryl Strawberry. She authored this beautiful book called The Courage to Heal, Moving Beyond Your Habits, Your Past, and Your Pain. Please help me welcome to the podcast, Tracy Strawberry. Christina, thank you very much for having me. Oh, but it's a pleasure and an honor. And, you know, I really loved reading through your book. And I found that you use such courage, even in writing your book, and vulnerability and I absolutely love that. I felt like I could connect with you on many levels, and I loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to lift up the name of Jesus. And when the Lord calls you to write a resource, that's how I like to embody that. I know. Book is a resource that the Holy Spirit gives to continue a work within people's hearts from a word they may hear or something of that nature, he will call you unto him through the pages. Mm, I love that so much. You know, there's something so beautiful about the body of Christ. The word of God says that he gives the fivefold ministry and gifts to help equip the body of Christ to bring us all up into that glorious revelation of the one new man in Christ. And every book and every 
message and podcast and all of that kind of thing helps us do that. So thank you so much. Mm, my pleasure. Yes. Well, I've told our listeners so much about you. Is there something you can share with them? <laughs> Maybe something personal just to help get to know you? Oh, sure. Absolutely. When I'm not traveling and doing the work of the Lord, I mean, I love family. I love my husband. I love all of our children. We have nine children together. So my hobbies are going out to dinner with my husband, having fellowship with friends, and just spending as much time with my children and our children as I can. And that's what I love the most. Mm, I love that so much. And you said that you love to cook and I love to cook. So I felt like, oh, Lord, I can talk to her about that. <laughs> yes. There's something about preparation and getting the food ready and the hustle and bustle in the kitchen. And there's conversation that goes on. And it's just that great gift of hospitality. It kind of sets the mode. And there's nothing better than sitting down across the table or climbing up on the couch and having a good meal together and just sharing time with the ones you love. I love that so much. And I think sometimes people forget so much of the work of Jesus in equipping his disciples took place around tables, around dinner tables and, you know, feeding the 5,000 and all of these incredible miracles. And I love that. It's so much the heart of God, the hospitality to give, to feed, to sit, to enjoy. It's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. It's so personal. You know, mm -hmm. Jesus was very personal and he was very relational within community. And if you notice, he spoke when he was in large groups, he spoke the language that he wanted his message to reflect. For example, farmers, seed time and harvest. Mm -hmm. If he was talking to fishermen, he spoke in the language that they understood. And then you had his personal precious time with the disciples that was always very intimate, whether they were just, you know, gathered around the fire, they were gathered around the table. And it just reflects the personal relationship with Jesus that he wants us to have with him. At least that's how I see it. He's just such a personal savior and such a personal Messiah that he wants to be right with us and live within us and for us to experience who he is and his great love for us. Mm -hmm. I think that's so beautiful. You know, Sometimes people always have this idea of him as being too high and mighty, but really we see right after the resurrection, he's making breakfast for his disciples. How beautiful is it? Yes, yes. It's very personal and it just is a continuation of his great love for us, of his constant invitation to say, I want to be close to you no matter what has happened, no matter where you are, no matter what life brings, I want to be close to you. Mm -hmm. So good, Tracy. So good. Yeah. Well, you know, I was reading through your book and you were talking about your story and I thought it was just such a fabulous story of redemption. And can you share a little bit about how you met Jesus and a little bit about your redemption story? I know you could share a lot, but just... Yes, absolutely. I can. And I finally surrendered to Jesus when I was 31 years old. And I was very angry with God because I did not understand who God was. 
I did not know who Jesus was through the truth of the Bible. My belief system about Jesus was based on my own opinions, my Mm -hmm. own thoughts, and filtered through some very bad, challenging experiences that I had. And that painted the picture of my belief system about Jesus, hence creating the roadblocks to belief. I call them roadblocks to belief. So my roadblocks to belief in Jesus were set in stone through my own experiences and not the truth of the word. When I was young, I was raised with a very loving family who taught me about God. They have a reverence for God. They were displaying and showing the love of Jesus within my home. My parents were incredible. I had an amazing family. And then at eight years old, I was molested by a neighbor Mm. that had lived behind us. And that is what I call, Christina, a break. There was a break in my life, meaning there was a separation. There was something that happened in my life that was so strong that began to separate me from God and confuse me about the truth I'm being taught, the love I'm being shown. And then this horrible thing happens. And I like to liken it to a seed. There was a seed of evil that was implanted and imparted that started to choke out the seed of greatness that God creates us in and the love and direction that I was being shown as a child. Mm -hmm. And to fast forward a little bit, I did not know what to do with that at eight years old. And I didn't understand the threats against my parents if I ever told. So you believe these things when you're young because that's Mm -hmm. what predators do. So I kept that secret. And that secret would eventually turn into desiring to be with boys and hanging around the older crowd and doing things that I didn't want to do. I had my first drink when I was around between 10 and 11 years old because I was hanging around the old crowd. Yes, the older crowd. And it made me feel at peace. It Mm -hmm. silenced the storm that was happening on the inside of me. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I want to be this person. I want to be able to live in peace. So it drew me at an early age to that lifestyle. And eventually, fast forward in high school, things of that nature, my drinking began to progress. And then I started to use drugs at a young age and starting with marijuana, eventually dabbling into cocaine, hanging around the wrong crowd. And it would just escalate from there. And I would find myself in a full-blown addiction within my 20s that was severe. I would end up marrying young and having three children in one year. How do you do that? I had one son. Yes, I had one, my oldest son. And then I got pregnant right away with twins and had the twins that followed Very quickly after that. So in my mind, Christina, in all honesty, I was trying to recreate the marriage that my parents had. Well, if I can just recreate the marriage that my parents have, I won't feel dirty and damaged anymore. If I could just get married and create the life my mom and dad had, if I could just go back and have a do-over, if I could just be successful and have a great job, if I could just, if I could just. Yeah. And in reality, Christina, I needed to run into the arms of Jesus, the healer, the only one who can heal those deep and dark things. And instead of doing that, 
I ran right into the darkness that just kept going on and on and on. And I would end up losing custody of my three sons from active addiction. Their father and I would end up divorced quickly. I would end up escalating and just falling deeper and deeper into darkness. And that was a severe life-changing moment for me when I lost custody of my sons. Wow. Hmm. I'm so sorry that you went through all that. You know, I can relate to so many things in that story, especially about the just, if I can just do this or just do this. And I think we all do that. One of the biggest things that I learned is that you can never rewrite the past. God can redeem it. God can come into those places and heal that and give you more for the future. But it still happened. You know, I can really relate to that. Even in raising my daughter, I would try to rewrite the pain of my childhood and fix it for my daughter. And I really realized I just can't. I just can't. And uh, it felt like sometimes no matter how hard I tried, the more I failed. Yes, (laughs) I can relate to that. It's so true. Yeah. And you're so right that what you should have done and what, you know, I had to learn to do as well is to run into the arms of Jesus and say, I can't change what happened. I can't go back, but you can fix, you can come into these places in my heart. You had a chapter in your book that really stood out to me. You said a heart transplant. Can you talk about that? Because I feel like right now in the body of Christ, God is wanting to do a heart transplant. He wants to do something in us before he does something through us. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. And in the heart transplant, I liken it to an illustrative story. If you're being brought in to the emergency room Mm -hmm. and before we get into the illustration, you know, Christina, the Lord wants to redeem our story. And you said something there when you use that word redeem, we can't rewrite it, but he can redeem and he will, and he will empower and he will lead us right back into the future. He's always had for us. He will empower us. He'll redeem us. He will restore us and he will equip us to walk out the Christian life with love and empower. And he also has our future setting before us. He's already gone before us, like it says in Deuteronomy. He's already gone before us and he's already made the way. And that leads us into the illustration. You know, when you go into the emergency room, if I'm having pains in my chest, the first thing they do is they assess the situation. What got you here? What brought you to this place? There's people that are surrounding you that are there to help you. And Jesus will always bring people into your life to bring hope and to bring help. The question is, will you surrender to that hope and help? Mm. They ask you, what is your history? As people are working and trying to help you in that situation, you have to surrender and sign a paper saying that, yes, we'll surrender to your care. Yes, you can treat me. So I liken that to saying yes to Jesus, coming in Mm -hmm. bitter, coming in broken, however you need to come in. It's a surrender to Jesus to come in the mighty physician and heal you. Mm -hmm. Then they wheel you up to the surgery, if you will. And before they do that, before a surgeon will cut you open to do his mighty work with the gifts that only the mighty surgeon has, there has to be a cleansing. 
the area to which he's going to enter into needs to be cleansed and needs to be clean so infection doesn't take place. So before the Lord does a mighty work, he needs our permission. We have to surrender to him. We have to lay out all of our sins before him, all of our wounds, all of our betrayals, things that we asked for and didn't ask for. And what I say by ask for meaning, we make decisions in our lives and there's consequences. It's one thing for us to make a decision and there's a consequence or for us to fall into sin. And it's another thing, Christina, which I call afflictions. Those are things you didn't ask for. An affliction is you don't sign up to be molested. You don't sign up for abuse or a horrific upbringing as a child. You don't sign up for those things. Those are things we do not ask for. But if we surrender those and lay them at the foot of the cross and say, Jesus, I need to be healed from this. I need to be transformed. I need everything that you are in this mess, in this pain, in these consequences. Jesus, will you forgive me? And that's the cleansing. And immediately his answer is yes. He's waiting for us to come to him. Mm-hmm. We have to give him full permission. Surrender and be honest. Yes, about everything that's going on. You know, we have this, this terrible habit in the American church of not being real and vulnerable and honest before God and before others. And really that's where our healing begins. You talked about having mentors in your life and having people in your life. And it's critical that we realize that the family of God is absolutely that. Can you talk about how the power of having a mentor in your life has changed your walk as you walked out of these things with God? Absolutely. It's imperative. It's critical. The Bible calls it discipleship. And we've gotten away from some of the words that (laughs) the Bible uses. And I think sometimes it causes confusion. Some people call it a coach. Some people call it a spiritual mentor, a sponsor, things of this nature. And we have to be very careful about what that person is leading us into and leading us through. I had some strong Christian women that God sent into my life to teach me the word of God, to teach me how to pray. The word of God is the truth. It is alive. It is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God restores the whole person. It's the greatest way that God speaks to us. It's how Jesus reveals who he is to us. It's how we encounter him. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know the word and I do not surrender myself to the teacher, if you will, mm-hmm. of the word of God, then I cannot be empowered and experience the fullness and the greatness of who Jesus is. That's right. So I had to surrender when the teacher comes and appears. I have to humble myself and say yes to that process, that discipleship process. It's the equipping in the word of God. It's how you experience healing. Mm -hmm. It's how sin falls off of you. And these women were very powerful. They took me by the hand. I had meetings with them every week, Bible study in their home, Bible study at church, phone calls with these women at specific times. They put a demand on my faith. They put a demand. They did not co-sign my sin. They would hold my hand, but then they would teach me how to stand Mm -hmm. and say, Tracy, you have to say yes to the discipleship process. You have to say yes to God's way of healing and God's way of becoming whole. And this is how you do it. 
you have to partner with God and you have to do your part because God is always there. He will do the supernatural mighty work, but you must partner with him. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I love that you said that, you know, it's not a one-time surrender to God. It's an everyday surrender to God. And the premise of your book, The Courage to Heal, is that Every day as we walk out this life with the Lord, you know, he is saying to us, okay, will you pick up this book and read it? Will you go to this person? Will you be honest before me? And every step of the way, we say yes to God. We say yes and we surrender. And it's such a beautiful thing, but it does require a great deal of courage. And just like I tell my little seven-year-old girl, who sometimes she can feel a bit shy and scared and a little bit introverted. I tell her, even if we feel afraid, we can still do things. Can you talk about how you took steps to walk in courage as you walked out your healing with God? Absolutely. That word courage is so powerful and I love it. And it's a word that I learned the definition and meaning of after I was actually walking in it. Mm -hmm. And courage, and I'm just going to paraphrase, courage is the ability of mind and spirit to face pain or fear or a situation that you have, it's bravery. And the definition says without fear, but here's how I like to interpret that. It means when you have fear, you do it afraid. Mm -hmm. When you experience the feelings of fear, you do not allow the feelings of fear to overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. Courage means showing up when you don't want to. It means Making the hard decisions when you do not want to make them. For example, part of the healing process is walking away from people, places, and things that cause you to stumble, that cause you to sin, that are out of the will of God. Mm -hmm. So, for example, fast forward, when Daryl and I got together, when we were living in sin and living together and sharing a bed together, which is outside of the boundaries of God, not being married. The Holy Spirit was convicting me mm -hmm. and telling me this way of living is not my best for you, honey. He's not trying to take away anything from us. He's trying to give us his best. Mm -hmm. And I had to make the decision to tell Daryl that I was no longer going to live that way anymore. We are not going to sleep together and have these actions together that are not according to Christ and his will and his way. And of course, I was expecting him to get on board with me and say, yes, let's walk this out the right way, according to God's way. But that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. I ended up losing him. Mm -hmm. And those are painful things. Most people will not do what they know to do or what God's calling them to do, because as soon as you make the decision, you experience pain. Mm -hmm. But what I want to encourage someone is this, is you experience pain at that moment, but that's also when your victory begins. That's also when the pathway to that deep healing begins. It's like that mighty surgeon in that chapter that you mentioned, Christina, goes in and does the mighty work, but you come out of the surgery and the nurse comes in and your chest has just been cut open. You've had this mighty painful surgery and the nurse comes in and says, okay, honey, now you have to get up and you have to walk. Mm -hmm. And it's very soon after that mighty work. Healing is painful. Mm -hmm. But you know that now the pain has purpose. You will come out of that pain because in time with the power of Jesus healing you and you making the right decisions, that healing process is taking place. You will come out of the pain. 
you will be experiencing multiple victories along the pathway. And you will end up exactly where Jesus wants you to be within his very best and his purpose and plan for your life. I love that so much, Tracy. That's so good. And I can really relate to that. I've had a few surgeries in my life. And when they come in and tell you, man, it's time to try to get up and walk, man. The only thing I want to do is punch them. That's it. Yes. (laughs) Yes, of course. Who wants to be in pain, right? You're trying to get out of the pain. (laughs) That is so good. That's such a good analogy. I love it. I love it so much. I, I feel like we could talk about so much more from your book because God is really wanting to heal people right now because he's got an assignment for each and every one of us and it's out there waiting in the world, but we need to be healthy and whole and walking with him freely. Is there anything burning on your heart you want to say directly to our listeners today? Trust Jesus. Run to him. Make those hard decisions Mm -hmm. that may cause you pain because that is how God is calling you out of the things that hurt you, those things that hinder you, those things that are stopping you from your greatness, those things that are hindering you from experiencing his great joy. Trust him in those things. Take a stand for yourself. Adopt the standard of Christ in your life and hold yourself to that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Get busy about your father's business. Get yourself in purpose. And I said a whole lot there because it's not just one thing that makes us whole. It's Mm -hmm. the continuation of the choices that we make every day, Christina. Yes. At a time. But then you take the one step, but you must take the next step. And then take the next step so you do not get stuck in God's powerful process. Mm, So good. You know, I feel like sometimes people have this idea that we wake up and it's a blank slate, but it's really not. Every single day is built on the choices that we've made days before, years before, hours before, you know, weeks before. Yes. And just like I tell my little girl, it's all about the choices that you make every single day. Man. So good. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, will you pray for our listeners that they would have an impartation of courage today to walk with Jesus? Honored. Yes, yes, I would be honored. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, the name above all names, the one who loves us like no one can, your great love is waiting for each and every person listening to this right now. And Father, I pray for an outpouring of courage to rise up within them through the power of you, Holy Spirit of the living God. I pray for each and every person who is listening that you would step out with trusting Jesus and with great courage and boldness in your heart to know that Jesus desires to heal you and to make you whole, not to hurt you, but to heal you and make you whole. So Father, we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus, the name above all names, that it is according to your will. Your word says in Psalm 147, 3, that you came to heal the brokenhearted and to bind up their wounds. And I thank you that you have a pathway of doing that. Father, I pray a blessing over each and every listener, thanking you and praising you that you are with them and that you are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So good. Thank you so much, Tracy. That was so powerful. Mm. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for being with me today. Christina, it is my honor and privilege. Thank you for having me. Oh, wonderful. Mine as well. Well, I hope and I pray that today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. There you'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Tracy Strawberry. And don't forget to pick up a copy of her new book, The Courage to Heal. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.